Uh, hey everybody, welcome to the Madness Continues podcast. This is your host Brendan Lemon. I don't know. Every time I start this podcast, I remind everybody who I am, as if f- we have anybody who's n- nobody. Everybody who listens to this podcast has already listened to it. There's no. You never get anyone. <laughs> or you came here from Cora and you read an article of mine, or you came here because of an interview I did on someone else's podcast. So it's weird. It's nobody is coming to this podcast. I said the same thing. Matt Baker and I had uh, an interview. Because he just did a movie, uh-huh. and the same thing happened. He, I just started out. I'm like, "This is Brendan Lemon," and I'm like, "Why the fuck did I say that?" <laughs> Here's the thing: I'm never finding anything organically anymore. Like it has <laughs> nobody, to be spoon fed to me by my friends. Yeah, I have nobody, to, like, know everyone involved. nobody stumbles upon anything. No, every it's just so weird. That's because stumble upon is no longer a website. No, it's not. A, well, actually, this it it's a is real. Is it still? There's a thing that it, I don't know if it's the same thing, but you can hit a button and it'll throw something up that you like or don't like. To guess it's a guess based on how much time you spent on other things they s- threw in front of you okay how much yeah. time you spent on those that's what i i love that stuff yeah so it's kind of it's like a machine learning thing but even then it's like i'm only getting more stuff that i want to like get yeah and sometimes those things go wrong because i was watching this is a i'm trying to develop this into a bit i was watching uh i was watching a little adult film online mm-hmm. i was on Pornhub and i was watching this thing and it was like bbc destroys like white you know what i mean yeah and it was because i like the actress right <laughs> I get it. I feel like anytime you there's talk, an algorithm anytime, for you. Anytime you introduce the idea, any porn preference, it's immediately like you can, and then try to explain it away. It's like you're just you're done. It's, it's too. It's very hard. I was just on a porn <laughs> podcast, actually. And just like saying it out loud feels so very weird, right? dumb because it's, it's so this weird. conversation you only have with yourself. It's so weird. Right. <laughs> so like so anyway, I'm on Pornhub and it's like BBC destroys like blah, blah, blah. And I was I think it was like Charity Crawford or something who I was watching. And. <laughs> At the end of the clip, it goes to the next clip and it's auto playing. And the next clip is like white genocide. And then it's like, <gasps> oh, what? All this, yeah. <laughs> then it's all this clips of like black dudes just coming inside of white girls. Oh, and I was like, no. why Pornhub? Why did you? Think Pornhub. That? No, no. Bad. <laughs> yeah, right. You did bad. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> Maybe just one of their like technical oh, guys man. is just like, just goes hard in the paint with the <laughs> algorithms. <laughs> It's so weird because that's how it, those machine Jesus. learning things, they just, I know, right? What a great way to start this podcast <laughs> off. What a wonderful way. Uh, let me back up. Yeah. Uh, so Meredith Cachel is a guest on the podcast today. Oh, and wow. As you guys know, I have guests on um, every once in a while and we talk about different things. Uh, and sort of the, the what got the impetus to have you on the podcast was that uh, the unofficial first whole theme of the first four or five episodes of this podcast were just Me Too and dudes Whoa. getting taken down well because it was just yeah. all in the news and I i've mean, only been yeah. i've only been doing this for like a couple of months and well it's it's just been snowballing so yeah that makes sense yeah b- yeah boy has it and uh <laughs> you were on the news mm-hmm. and i listened to your interview and i was like man this is really we should like i would really like to have this conversation because it's you know from a male comics perspective it's very weird because i heard about louis and one of the things you had said is you're like there's a whisper network of like um, mm-hmm. so let me back up because this is, yeah. let's set this kind of context here and we'll talk about other shit too. But like I, I did specifically, that's what, so the it's this in porn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> Gloria before she left, she was talking to me. She was like, you know what you should do? You should sit 
Meredith down, then you should like start the recording, and then you should be like, "Okay, do you mind if I masturbate in front of you?" <laughs> like, <laughs> Holy shit! I know. I was like, I was like, sh- I was, that's dark. I know it's so dark. I love it. I know she was so she 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 was like, I dare you to do that. Do I have a crush on her? I She's think amazing. I do. <laughs> she, we had a friend over the other day who was talking about. We're gonna get back to the subject at hand. I promise. By the way, <laughs> but. Uh, we're just my favorite murdering right now. It's yeah. just going to be <laughs> some chit chat. Yeah. But like the other day we had a friend over for dinner and she was talking about how her and her, she has two roommates and her male roommate is a total asshole and he doesn't pay rent really. And he right. doesn't like pay, he doesn't like pay oh, utilities. Fucking sucks. Yeah. What? And, and she and her female roommate are like, what do we do to get rid of this guy? And Gloria just goes, just accuse him of uh, sexual assault. Jesus. Yeah. Gloria, you're going to set us back. You're going to set us back. I mean, she wasn't. And to be clear to everybody listening, she was joking when oh, she said that. Man, she's but it was dark. Like, I know. Jesus. It, it was so I was like, holy shit. She goes 100. I like it. I know. It. I'm like, now I'm starting to. So I'm starting to sweat because I'm like, Gloria could come out years from now and be like, I. Uh, he Brendan moved into my apartment unconsensually for five years. Yeah, and then she just turns at you and winks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, like no! no, no one else knows. Damn it! <laughs> oh my god! But you got your ass, you know. Yeah, I know. So anyway, <laughs> just to get back to the get back to the subject at hand. So yep. like, there's this rash of you know, and so some of my listeners, I should say, come from. I have a lot of listeners in India. I have a bunch in huh. Jamaica. Hello. Yeah, and <laughs> I have some in Russia. Um, we have one recurring listener from Russia that I keep joking is Vladimir V. Putin. Probably and is. I keep I keep inviting him What's on the up, podcast. Daddy, baby? Yeah, I keep inviting him on the podcast, and one day he's going to show up. But <laughs> oh, oh my! What a what a terrifying <laughs> know, person right. to show up at God, your door. God, I can't wait. <laughs> Just fucking hits you in the throat and walks in. <laughs> this is my apartment now. <laughs> <laughs> just money just falling out of his pockets. I'm sure your Russian <laughs> listener loved that accent, by <laughs> the way. Probably. This Brandon Lemon, very funny. Good. He's good. He is very funny. Make jokes. I'm an alcoholic. One day we will all be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those silly Russians. Okay. So, like, mm-hmm. okay. So, the just to back up. So, like, everybody, you know, uh, unless you've been hiding under a rock, basically, there's all these guys in Hollywood who have been, have been coming down. Because they've yep. uh, they've been exposed for having been total creep bags for the past you know thirty something years. <laughs> yeah. And um, so their whole lives. Basically. Yeah, really, basically yeah. their whole lives. And uh, that's been I think it's been, it's been alarming only with how fast it's been happening. Yeah. And there's a part of it that's like uh, alarming because they act like and there's the kind of this weird response in the media like, can you believe it? And you're like, what the fuck? You're like, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Can so, I believe that men suck sometimes? Yeah, right. That there's some creepy Have you heard dudes? of war? <laughs> like, yeah. I can believe it. Yeah. Or like history. <laughs> like, <laughs> any any part of it. Pick one. So like it's, it's – so that's kind of been alarming. But like it's been weird because uh, to watch – you know, to be a member of the comedy community sure. and watch uh, the community digest all this stuff and mm-hmm. then to watch – sort of the public community and then to watch like friends of mine who are like men who are trying to digest this themselves. And then yeah. like, and it's weird because especially in the Louis situation, it, there's a, other things going on, which is you're like, you know, can I separate? It's a little bit like Cosby. Like you're like, can I separate the fact that I appreciated or enjoyed this guy's, you know, comedy at sure. one point from mm-hmm. the fact that I now think of him as a total creep bag. And part of me is like, you didn't think he was a creep bag before? Like, <laughs> right. When he's literally explaining what he does yeah, right? to people on stage. 
and you're like, this is great. And yeah. then you're like, oh, no, this is real? Yeah. Because, yeah, there's like a... If you make it up or if you exaggerate it, which I think a lot of people thought Louis was doing. Sure. You know, and it's like the self-deprecation. But it wasn't self-deprecation. It was literally like a please help me. I think I'm kind of gross. Yeah, well, and, and what's weird about that is that if you spend any time at all going to being a comedian and going to stand to open mics Mm -hmm. and sort of uh you know at that level of the game especially you get to realize that a lot of people what they talk about are things that they're them they themselves are uncomfortable with that they're trying to get some sort of social acceptance for so they can feel better about it themselves yeah and it's uh it's not something i agree with the comedy as therapy sure like thing that people do because it's not it's it your therapy is four minutes long sure dude yeah like and you're just talking you're getting no feedback whatsoever that's the opposite of therapy that's so bad yeah that's just you getting off on like this yeah. feeling of yeah. talking yeah yeah um <laughs> that one's always bugged me but like yeah this uh, yeah it's it, it is that a great so, way to be that like, is so funny <laughs> it is a good way to be like to kind of like test if other people Sure. Think You're like, like is you? this okay? Is this okay? Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting because uh, so you were on you went on the WGN radio and yeah. we're talking about it and like one of the things Ooh, that you Bob Surratt. Yeah. Love it. Uh, it was so it was so weird too because he is it Cachel or Catchel? Because he said Catchel right at the beginning of the conversation. Yeah, it's Catchel. I think okay, it's a got German it. name. Like got it. whatever people call me, I don't care. So I never called. I mean, like I've known you for a little while and I never called you that. And right. then he said it and it immediately threw me out of like the. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes in case you guys want to listen to it because it is a good interview. Yeah, it was fun. They're very like radio people about it. They are. And also, Bob, you should know, he's in his late 60s, early 70s, maybe. I don't know. He looks pretty good. Maybe late 60s. But um, he, I don't know what people were drinking in the 70s and 80s. Sure. But I feel like it warped their brain where they think like (laughs) life was just some like weird national lampoons fucking vacation. Like, or like. Just like all these frat girls fucking wandering around with their tops off. Like, what was I supposed to do? <laughs> Not grab them? Bizarre. Like, yeah. I think they think that like the workplace is like that where women have been like, no, dude, like we just want to be lawyers. Yeah. Please. Yeah. 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 I think that there genuinely was. I think you raise a good point because I think that there genuinely was a shift. Um, oh, yeah. Through the probably through the 90s. Into, I don't think we're going through a shift right now. There's a there's another one for sure. This is like a very visceral one yeah i think well i think that there was one through the 90s where it became you became it became socially aware that that kind of behavior was not okay so you had clarence thomas yes you had bill clinton yep um i'm sure you had a rash of other like you know i don't know uh hugh grant yeah hugh grant uh yeah i mean like even arnold schwarzenegger whenever that happened yeah, yeah yeah that was kind of recent yeah. but i mean it was I mean, going it wasn't on that long ago yeah but uh, it's uh, i feel like through the 90s there was a social awareness that maybe that wasn't okay anymore yeah but definitely. The, but a lot of that was like there was kind of suspended um repercussions to any of that until like right now which is what i think is kind of happening which is is like it probably there there was genuinely shift where these guys who it's like dustin hoffman's a good example sure like because this guy he's he's like 80 basically He's old as fuck. Yeah. yeah, he's like 80 years old, and he was accused of, or the one woman who came forward to start the series of accusations, because I think he's had like three or four now, Yeah, um, came, said that it was in like 1985 or something, mm-hmm. 
and which is so it's like 32 years ago which doesn't make it not okay i mean it doesn't mean that that time passing doesn't mean no. that it's like okay i'm just saying like no it it's still bad but it's weird because you think this guy's 80 he was 50 like 48 at the time mm-hmm. and like this is a guy who 20 years earlier uh in 80 that would have been 65 probably coming out of the 50s his he's a completely different set of values and understanding of how men and women are supposed to interact together yeah which again doesn't make it okay but doesn't that stuff just keep evolving yeah you know so it's a little bit weird because i think like i think that there are genuinely there i think there are genuinely older men who are confused as to like maybe why this is even for sure isn't that weird for sure but it's even like i was arguing with my brother about this at Christmas and my brother's 40, yeah. you know, like he's eight years older than me. And he was just like, oh, I can't say anything or else I'm going to get fired. And it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck were you saying? You're a shop teacher. First of all, like yeah. what are you <laughs> what in are a high school? Like school? what palling around are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck are you saying things? Exactly. To? <laughs> like also like all we're asking is to just not be touched or yeah. to see your penis. That's what's so it's that's what's so weird about this is it's like there's it, it, it's it, just common courtesy. This feels like really it feel it feels like just don't be an asshole. That's what so well, for me yeah. here, so for me it's it's weird because like I have I have you know male comedian friends who are like I don't think Louis did anything wrong, man. And I'm like <gasps> oh, uh, I'm like boy. I think that if you don't think Louis did anything wrong, you maybe need to think about <laughs> Why you interactions think? that you've had in the past yeah and it's weird because uh, so some of oh, them are shit. like so some of my, some of my friends in comedy are like or have been like and a lot of them by the way have come around because they've yeah. i think they've through conversations have been like okay I, I really think that like maybe my first reaction was that i was trying to defend someone who i looked up to mm-hmm. and then now i'm accepting that like this is maybe not normal behavior and i wouldn't do this and if and I would feel uncomfortable if something in the reverse were done to me, which I think how you should think about it. But it's weird because like they've been like, well, we got he got like consent to begin with. And you're like, yeah, but that's like not like, how do you not know? This is like it's weird because I'm like, if you don't see why this isn't like, OK. Yeah, I, I worry about what you think about women just just saying yes, if you're abusing like a p- position of power, sure. like all these things need to come into play. And I feel bad for people who are caught like this it it's a process to get untangled from the patriarchal thoughts that everyone has in their head i have them i can i'm probably a bad feminist for saying i still think louis ck is so funny dude he's funny the funniest yeah his show's great it sucks (laughs) like it sucks (laughs) so much but like that switch doesn't turn off and people think that that switch has to turn off yeah and it doesn't you can still think that he's funny because you're a human being um, you can also say I I'm not gonna support him anymore. Yeah, that's all it is. And I think um I I guess there's a there's a part of me that feels like it, it it's strange because I think m- no one it's this is this is uh maybe a nuanced thought that we can kind of tease apart. Sure. But I feel like nobody as bad as I feel for women who are clearly mostly the I mean clearly mostly the victims. Mostly, of, but yeah, definitely men. like. Yeah, I feel bad for men because I feel like nobody teaches men how to do any of this stuff. Yeah. Nobody teaches men how to interact with women properly or appropriately. And the only way you're getting this is through media. Yeah, or other people. Or and porn. Yeah, or porn, which is yeah, which is media. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad because I think there's a lot of really bad socialization that's taking place. 
Sure. Like, and I talked about this on the podcast before when I was trying to work some of my feelings out about this because I went through, I no, never talked sex with my parents. I had one talk with my mother when I was like probably 12. It was fucking, it was, it was horrifying. Really? Yeah. Well, cause she was well, just she was like, do you know what your penis is? And you're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Point to it. I'm telling, I'm telling you, Meredith, it was not <laughs> much different than that. No. We were like cleaning the house and she was like, you know, sometime your penis is going to get hard. And I was like, I hope I die right now. <laughs> I hope I die right now. <laughs> would you, would it have been better if it came from your dad? No. No, it just felt. It just was. Well, but, but, but I was part very of it, skeeved out by that stuff too. Don't feel bad. Right. I can't be the only one. No. Hashtag me too. Aww. So uh, anyway, my, if I, if, here's what's weird is I think that my parents had a very sort of asexual presence in our house. Oh, so it was very like, and it's not that they didn't, I'm sure they, I mean, obviously I mean, they, they, made they, they made me and my yeah. sister. So they must have at least done it twice. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure that they did it more than that, but it was just, we- it's just weird because like sure. there was no sense of sex around my house. So I had no consciousness around it growing up at all. Uh, it- which is totally different from a female's cause I was warned. Mm. My dad would say things like, you know, men say, I love you to get sex and girls give sex to hear. I love you. So remember that like what what the fuck someone could be tricking you oh my god i know that's awful (laughs) it's like it's awful but it's remember that when a boy likes you it's only because he wants something from you well like i think it was his weird way of being like i'm keeping her safe i'm keeping her safe yeah i'm keeping her safe but it's you know but hearing that shit is so weird because it's like what does that mean about your dad and his like his his entire associations (laughs) with like with sex and women and it's just like I mean, him and my mom have been happily married for almost 45 years now. And like, he's also a child of the fucking 40s. Yeah, right. Up so, in the 50s and 60s. Yes. Like, what was happening, you guys? Like, the sexual revolution fucked you guys up. Yeah, I really think it. Well, because I think it Coming was out so. Of, like, puritanical. Like, yeah, uh, well, yeah. Like, I think it was like so. I think that it was genuinely so repressive into the mm-hmm. 40s. I mean, <clears> you think like after the Second World War, people had so many. I think this, the entire world, but it, especially in the United States, probably had this very strange post-traumatic consciousness right. that that oh, yeah. just didn't, and there was no media around it at all. Yeah. And like, it's just very strange. And so they probably had no vocabulary to describe probably it. Probably not. So like, well, just to back up, like oh. to my, my yeah, own experience sorry. that I've talked about on the podcast a little bit. I, so like I had no sexual consciousness growing up at all. And then we, I got into school and then it's like we had sex ed, but sex ed was all taught to me by like angry older women who were just like, this is, we're going to play this video and like, don't giggle and like stuff. And it was yeah, just weird. It was really weird, wasn't it? So there was all just tense tension and confusion. And you're like, I don't feel comfortable asking questions. And we had, uh, we had a pretty liberal sex ed teacher in my high school. Her name was Mrs. West. Nice. And she was like, this is the bucket that you can drop your questions in. Yeah. And I'll answer some every day. That's pretty good. And it, Honestly, like it was a giggle fest and she just let us do that. But it definitely helped with a lot of that like waspy taboo Mm. bullshit that like came out of fifth grade with Mm -hmm. sex ed and stuff like that. We just like carry that stuff. I feel like so that's what's so weird. And then there was no real, you know, in a in a normal. So in like uh, not in a normal in in primordial prehistoric times. Mm hmm. If you're to believe uh, archaeologists and anthropologists, human beings had socialization around sexuality that was somewhat ritualized because you're trying to shepherd someone's consciousness from sort of childhood consciousness to adult consciousness. Right. And there's all kinds of different rules and laws that have to take place because 
social units have to get along together. Sure. And so what, what I feel like we're witnessing a little bit with a lot of these guys coming down is like they transgressed boundaries, but at the time they transgressed them, they weren't as solid of boundaries as they are today. <clears throat> well, I think that there weren't um, systems in place mm. to kind of have like as a backup for women mm. to be like, so now you have the me too movement. You have like lots of these localized groups, you have Facebook groups, you have meeting groups. Like yeah. you, we're just a lot more connected and we know that like, because part of the thing that, and this, you had mentioned this on the, on the radio show too, that I thought was very interesting. And it was a point that I hadn't really considered before, hmm. but it's something that I think I see can totally be true is that you, there's an ability for women who are, have been victimized by, men in positions of power sort of abusing their power in order to try to get something sexual from these women, there's an ability for them to connect that there has not been previously. Yeah. That's why this Harvey Weinstein thing is so <clears throat> interesting to me. Cause I'm like, it's a, it's like an open secret and they go back and then you see all of these people on like media who have mentioned over the years. All of it, Like you saw the Courtney love one yeah. where she's just like, don't meet up with him in a hotel room. And you're yeah. like, Holy shit. And Holy then you get like Mira yeah. Sarvini who's totally blacklisted. Yeah. Ashley Judd, totally black. And you just like, our passing thought is probably just yeah. like, I wonder why she was never in anything. I bet she just had a family. Yeah. I bet she just maybe like, just something. That, yeah. I wonder what happened. And then like that's it. And then why think, wouldn't I assume she wanted this career it, where she's famous? Right. And it turns <laughs> out that there's this. It's a creepy ass dude who's fucking doing weird ass shit and ah, paying people off probably to like keep them out of stuff. And they can't connect with. And until now, they couldn't have connected with other people. I know. And this is that's what's so so interesting about this. And then it's like the thing that that I think is disturbing to me is that was two things one mm. is Corey feldman talked a lot about oh god yeah yeah all this child holy stuff shit. going on and i think that okay so now that has to, and barbara walters was like you even in the interview with I her know! so what i'm referencing to everybody in the podcast is Corey feldman was in an interview years ago with barbara walters yeah. and he said the biggest hidden secret in hollywood is all this pedophilia it's a pedophilia ring and and i was passed around yeah and Barbara Walters was like, how dare you bring this up? And you're going to bring down so many people's careers. And, and it's like, and yeah, like, Barbara, him. do you want a child fucker at your dinner party? Like, what are you talking about? It's so weird. Oh, my God. Have you heard, like, when he came out with it, he was just like, um, if I ever die of a suicide, I didn't commit suicide. And yeah. you're just like, Jesus, you're like, what Holy is shit, happening? Man, this, so, like, I, this is insane because, like, in a few years, as fucked up as this is going to sound, in a few years, I'm really looking forward to, like, the Hollywood movie that comes out about this. Oh. <laughs> time period. Oh, This for whole sure. thing is going to be turned into a big movie that's going to be, like, you know, like, the proceeds are going to go to, like, you know, that... Uh, or, like, a really good... Like, Time's Up, women's, like... Yeah. Did you read about that, though? That a lot of these, like, a lot of, like, these powerful women in Hollywood have put together a fund to, like... It's totally, it's open to the public completely. Mm -hmm. And any woman who's at the receiving end of any of this unwanted shit can now like apply to receive funds for her defense. Holy shit. Yeah. And if she loses her job, it'll like, they'll write her a check to like fund her, to hold her over. That's so cool. This. Yeah. It's really cool. And oh it's already God. got like millions of dollars on it and stuff, which I think is really cool. Well, I mean, that's absolutely part of the worry of coming out. It's just like, well, shit, if you're fucking Harvey Weinstein's secretary or assistant you're like well i'm fucked it's like, it's so weird i'm the, so fucked so like that's what's so bizarre about this is that like these i think like you hear that recording this is what's fucked up is like i listened to the recording like gloria and i were driving somewhere in the car and like we were, i was reading these articles because mm -hmm. i'm like this shit is nuts and, so and there's crazy. like a recording of harvey Weinstein. have you heard it in the, no. in the hotel he, 
Like that shit skeeves me out and is so. It made me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. What did he do? Well, he just was trying to talk some woman into coming into this like hotel room with him. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, listen to me. It's, you know, I'm not going to make you feel uncomfortable. And you're like, you already. You're already doing it. Yeah. You're already. She's wearing a wire. It's so. Oh, my God. And he's just like, listen to me. I swear. I swear. My children. Like, it's so, it was so fucking weird. Oh, my God. Well, and it was bizarre. And I think, like, most men, and it would be interesting to, to maybe talk about this for a minute, but I think that, like, here's what's fucked up. And I realized this, like, when I was in a women's studies uh, course in college, mm-hmm. we were talking about, like, the socialization of rape and the concept of, like, rape culture. Sure. And every dude in the room shut down, and including me. And it's it's so weird. And I remember... The teacher was even like, okay, why do you guys, like, what's going on? Like, why don't you want to, like, this is something we should talk about. And I remember being like, I think the trouble is that every man at some level knows that he's capable of doing something like that. Whoa, crazy. And it makes us uncomfortable because, like, we're like, we, because guys like Harvey Weinstein are now monsters in the public eye. Mm -hmm. But what's weird is that, like, when I was listening to his, like, speech when he's talking to this woman and trying to talk her into coming to a hotel room i felt really uncomfortable because i'm like i've never done this and i've never said these things mm-hmm. but i know there's a place in me that this shit comes from and i have it too yeah sure um and it's just m- maybe when we're talking about those primal or primordial like things part of that process was this position of power and like showing and like, you know, yeah. it's clubbing the woman over the head and dragging her home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a socialization. So like, that's my point is like, um, not to could just talk this to death on my, on my part. Uh, no, but please. like, I think that there's a, there, there, that is cl- clearly natural in the sense that, I, I mean, unless I'm fucked up, uh, <laughs> I think every man has it inside of him somewhere to like be that dude. I think that's honestly so refreshing to hear. Yeah. Somebody like just admit that because a woman has to constantly assume that yeah. every guy has it in them. Yeah. That's like when men are like, oh, I, I fucking, I don't look like a guy that you should cross the street because I'm behind you. And it's just like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, well, and how terrifying is that? Cause that's like, imagine, you know what I mean? Like this, is, I had this conversation with somebody recently uh, because I was like, this is so fucked up because mm-hmm. imagine there's a wolf. All right. And the wolf is trying to convince you that he's not a wolf. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just like the dog you have at home. Like, I'm, and you're like, dude, do you not either one, you're trying to fool me yep. or two, you don't actually know how fucking dangerous you are. And that's almost even more terrifying. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, like we walk these fine lines all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, <laughs> like, I definitely, when I was uh, younger, uh, you want to like rail against them. You want to just be like, no, um, I could take it like mm-hmm. I could kick someone's ass. I'm going to go out and I'm going to be the girl in a miniskirt at 2 a.m. walking <laughs> by herself. Yeah. And I'm going to fucking prove that like no one can hurt me. Yeah. Like I will hurt whoever does it. And it's just like, oh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, God. I, I yeah. I don't know. Where was I going with that? Well, no, I mean, like, I think what you're trying to say is that there's a I can appreciate how. There's a vulnerability there. And mm-hmm. if you're a woman, you must feel very vulnerable or, All the time. or powerless. And there's a way to be like, I'm taking this back. And like, I'm going to be in a position. I'm going to show the world that I'm not afraid or any mm-hmm. of this stuff. And it's weird because I can see I can see why someone would want to do that. It's the same way that um, there's, I think there's, uh, this is going to be a weird reference. But like, there was this, uh, there was a show on VH1 years ago. And it was called, uh, it was about. Flavor of Love. No. <laughs> 
I was for, let me tell you this though. I was really addicted for a long time to like shitty reality me television. Too. I was so addicted like, to it. Like so addicted to it. Like the Swan and Rock of Love. Oh, I'm, all, of them. all of them. Rock of Love, Rock of Love 2, uh I Love New York, uh, uh Tool Academy. I Love Daisy. Tool Academy. What a, a guy I went to high school with was on it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Everybody, you have to t- I okay, had to hear about we'll this right about now. This one. So like everybody listening has to go check out Tool Academy it's on VH1. So bad. I love it's it. It's a terrible show. Uh, it's so good. Like I, it's just. It was amazing to watch because I remember being like, "How the fuck do these guys like? How do they? How, how do why they does get anybody women, like period. them? Yeah. And like some of the women were really reasonable and like they nice. were so yeah exactly. And I kept thinking like, what are they doing? Like what? Young. Someone they're is, young. Yeah, I think they're young, and I think I, I I don't know that this is true, but I think it's true. Is I think that like probably these guys actually aren't. I think that they one put on all their worst moments. On oh, the TV sure. show. Yeah. And two, like, they probably weren't always it. this awful. They probably were okay a little bit. They all... Um, well, what was I just dude? feel like they were all bad at sex. What? W- <laughs> and they were all compensating for that constantly. I'm not going to go so far as to say, like, they had small dukes or whatever, because I think that's stupid. I think that they all just sucked at sex. That's so funny. Mm. <laughs> Who, wait, so who is the guy who went to high school with who was on this show? Because the point of the show, this is we've this is a huge step in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody in this podcast needs to know the show Tool Academy was <laughs> a show where they brought on these bros who were total skeezy so, assholes. So they were the type of guy who like definitely had like the like super car in yeah. high school. Like they were like really into cars yeah, and yeah. like they spiked up their hair and they, they put all- like neon in the inside of their doors and yes, like the car. Yes. Yeah. And they were always very loud and obnoxious and like very bad at school. Yeah. Like very bad at the school. The guy who would wear the football jersey, like even though they didn't have a game that day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And he would walk around with his hair hat on backwards. He wasn't said, friends with the popular kids though. No. He was kind of like this weird outlier that yeah. was like, I would show up at a popular kids party though. Yeah. And they'd be like, why is Rob here? <laughs> There was who a guy, invited Rob? There was a guy in high school I knew named Rob French who I fucking hated. Rob Kubistall. That's hated him. <laughs> it's oh just the God. Robs. What is wrong with them? He was so stupid and at our... Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you need to rename your kid. If honestly, you Rob. Robert, come on. Game of Thrones should have changed that for you anyways. Um, oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, he came to our high school reunion. And one of the kids that, you know, that I went to high school with, his, his name is Zach. He's great. He was a popular kid, but he's gay, you yeah. know, and he's out now and it's like no big deal. Rob could not believe it. Like could not like sat <laughs> like process dangerous it. mind style, like turned a chair around and was like, what do you mean you're gay? Like, it, it just, wait a minute, wait a minute. It just so when, when we sat in the locker room together and jerked our dicks off and touched the heads together, <laughs> I was gay. Wait. What? Were you gay then? He was furious. That's it was so, so weird. funny. Uh, so like that's the type of dumb these Tool Academy guys are, right? That's exact that's that is such an accurate description. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking idiots. So this show though, where they brought we're like way of well, this is cool. This is how it's this fine. I like works. it. So like <laughs> we uh so this Tool Academy was a show where they would bring these guys on mm-hmm. and they were all in relationships. With gorgeous women. Beautiful. Yeah. And a little overdone, a little processed. I mean, it's, you know, it's reality TV. So but they like gotta have very pretty. Of, so, yes, exactly. And mostly, like you were saying, they were all really, they were all very, it felt like they were pr- more or less normal. I'm sure that at yeah. some point, at some level, you have to be kind of, something has to be awry for They're you. They're all hairdressers, you know? <laughs> 
It's all cosmetology school students. They were all cosmetology. And like some of oh, them didn't man. make it through, you know? That's so funny. I just, because it's so, here's what's fucked up about this. <laughs> you, if you don't know this, you know this type. You don't have to yep. know that girl but or that guy, but you know, you know, you know a Rob we're talking about. and you know a Candace. Yeah. Those are the two people <laughs> you definitely know. And uh, anyway, they tried to reform these guys. Uh, from their broish ways mm-hmm. into being like actually good like boyfriends, and I mean it was uh, it was spectacular. Boy, because, they struggled. Oh my god, I would Boy. sit down and watch a marathon of that show, and just sit in my basement with with just Ki- laughing Killian's Irish Red Lager and just oh. drink and 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 just yeah, I feel superior to everyone. No, oh, <laughs> uh, th- isn't that the best part about reality TV? That's why they feed it to us. It feels so good. I just was so addicted to the psychology of watching these and being like, Absolutely. how does this like. Oh man! Uh, well, so the the reason we went on this tangent was because <laughs> do you remember that's amazing. I do. There was a show I I, I took twenty seven credits of philosophy in one semester back in uh in college. Holy yeah, it was shit. it was okay. So insane. you know how to stay back on topic. Yeah, we'll yeah. I will go through it. So we we'll, we can go all the way down this line and then I'll come amazing. I'll come right back. Let's do it. So like the TV show and I forget the name still, but it was a show that was like it wasn't teaching men how to date because there was a show on vh1 called the pickup artist oh god that was so bad yeah it was it was so uh call a girl a bitch tell her she's fat <laughs> she'll fuck you yeah neg- negger negger you know neg her <laughs> like, oh. just go straight at it oh oh my god i remember the first time and i was like young and impressionable enough to like take that advice and try to use it sure and i immediately i was like okay and like went out to a party and i was like mm, that shirt doesn't look too good on you and she was like fuck you and then walked away <laughs> And I was like, wait a minute, it's not working. Oh, it's not working. <laughs> I would so, hate if this happened to me. Yeah, it turns out just develop a good personality and, uh, you know, I, don't be a fucking idiot. Also, <laughs> you know, don't fly too close to the sun. Some <laughs> some women are just out of your league. Just accept it. Just take the L, man. So many incels. Fuck it. That's just the one thing. It's just like, you just don't get the hot girl from the porno. Yeah. You just don't get her. Yeah, I'm sorry that every movie has been wrong about your life. Every okay? single one. It doesn't matter that you're a cool dude and you do all the nice things. Like, it doesn't matter. Well, it does not matter. It's so... See, that's the biggest... That's that's what's so weird. And it's not settling, man. Just go work on yourself. Be a better person. It's kind of awesome. You get yeah. to, like, go volunteer at a park. Yeah. Make new friends. Maybe go do something nice for, for, for someone else. Work out. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. a big deal, right? Oh, <laughs> it's fine. Fucking idiots. It's so weird. And then see, here's the thing. I know we're getting off track again, but like <laughs> I had a roommate for a while um, after. So here, I'll, let me back up. So, all right, I'm going to tell three stories uh, Whoa, but I, okay. in my head. I'm trying to sort out which order I want to put them in. Relevant, I had a roommate sure. who uh, years ago whose life got super fucked up. Like he um, he, he uh, was a recovering um, alcoholic and uh, and lost his job Shit. and fell off the wagon. And Shit. And he really, but what he started doing when he was like, and I mean like really fucked up, like I would come home and like there would be peas in a, in a fucking. Like a little strainer. Yeah. On the stove with the stove on <gasps> oh, no. and he would be passed out on the couch. Oh no. Yeah. It was bad news. And uh, I kicked him out. But before that happened, he started really, and I, this is the moment when I was like, okay, I need to kick this guy out. Mm-hmm. Was the peas thing was bad, but I remember talking to him about it and he was just like, yeah, man, I'm just like lining. He's like, I'm going to be fine. I'm just lining up my schedule with just dates from like girls I'm meeting on OkCupid and Tinder. And I was like, I think you've got all your priorities out of whack here. Wait, like, what? Yeah, like there's a lot of men who I think think that if they just get a, uh, like they just get a woman in their life, then everything oh, will be okay. Then that woman will fix them. Yeah, th- everything like, will be okay. I, you know what? I love doing that is the yeah. thing. <laughs> 
I don't want any of this prepackaged guy that's read books and shit. I want to make a man brush his teeth. Oh Fuck my you. god, that's so funny. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. This is what I really want as a project. Yeah, I want to there are girls oh. who like to work on someone because they want to mold a person and yeah. there are men who do that with women. Yeah. What they don't need is a boyfriend. They need a dog. They need a little dog. Yeah. And go paint a picture. <laughs> like <laughs> It's going to be so much better. Yeah, it's so this is but it's so true cuz I mean like if you if, if you are in a relationship with a girl who wants a project you don't want to be in that relationship probably. No. And here's the thing. I mean, you're in a long-term relationship, yeah. right? And Gloria makes you better as a She's person. She's fucking awesome. Yeah. And J. Michael makes me better yeah. as a person. Uh, and that's the goal. You kind of like grow together. Yeah. With your partner. That's interdependency. It's that's not, not codependency. It's not one person being like, get up here. Yeah. Come to my level. Come, come up to my level. Too. Come on. Join me. It's great. So it's, so it's like, a, I think that that's a real that's like a real problem is that I think that there was a lot of men who like really want, they feel like having a good woman in their life is evidence that they're okay. Another lie fed to us by the fucking. Well, see, that's the media. thing is like, cause there's all this, like you, you made such a good point when you're like, just, it's not, you're not going to get the hot girl. You're not going to like, yeah. like just maybe appreciate. I'm not going to fucking date Tom Hardy. Like <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> I'll fuck like, him though. <laughs> I will fuck him. <laughs> I'll fuck Tom I'll, Hardy. Oh, is someone asking? I'll do it. <laughs> we're gonna go. All right, we're we're leaving. We're gonna go get Tom. We're gonna go find. Bye, Tom guys. Hardy. <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, he was so. I'm just. I'd fuck him and be like, "You were so good in Dunkirk." Like, oh, uh, you were amazing. I'm not even attracted to you. I'm just attracted to your acting. I love you, Bronson. <laughs> he's good in them. He's right? just a good actor, man. He's so good, and he's got pillowy little lips. And he's right. I love it. <laughs> it's so true. It looks like he's taking like Botox. I know it's so nice. Oh my god. Anyway, sorry. Use your super brain. I need to send this to my friend Hannah because she had one night out of nowhere I got a text from her and she was like, I had a dream that you were having sex with Tom Hardy and it so turned me on. And I oh, was like Okay, Hannah. Okay. That's like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I was just <laughs> threw it out Yo, there. Yo, that is something that I bet like everyone has dreamt had dreamt had sex with someone and then seen them the next day and Ooh. been like Oh shit, that do happened. You, do you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know? Am I attracted to you? It's so scary. Do you know? I know this is makes me sound like I'm a crazy person, but I sometimes am afraid that other people can hear my thoughts. Oh, it's a very common yeah thing to be it's afraid very, of. It's very. It's actually like t it's actually scary. You know what it is? It's um, it's your subconscious thinking that you have tells yeah on your face. Ooh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's a good. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I read like a little article about it once. Because okay, I was like I'm a crazy kid who one. like definitely thought that people were watching her like growing up. Yeah. And then Truman Show came out and I was like, oh my God, they're okay, trying to tell me something. So you're meta in me right now. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I'm not going to be naked in front of this mirror though. <laughs> or ever again. <laughs> or ever again. Oh man, that's Anyways, funny. Okay, where where have we gone? Well, we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about I know we were talking about how oh men think that yeah well relationships make you better yeah, like they if do. they're but they're based on sort of mutual value and the appreciation of like if two things come together that are fine by themselves they sure. create something even better yeah and like it's so weird to me because one of the reasons I love Gloria so much is that she's she totally accepts me for who I am that's and so I'm nice, like here's right? here's the kind of person you're with. And she's like, cool. You're, I like the, I like, you're, I like, I like the you. cut of your jib. Yeah. I'm not trying to, there's nothing about you that I want to fix or no. that like, and it was weird because right before I was with Gloria, I was dating this uh, girl named uh, Sydney who I had met on okay Cupid. Okay. And, uh, I, and I really liked her. I thought she was great, but like we went to probably date number 
two or three, we went to her. She invited me back to her apartment, and she had 11 cats. Whoa. Um, oh, what? Yeah. 11? 11, which is 11 cats too many. Uh, and Why 11? Well, she worked at a no-kill animal shelter. Oh, she had a big, big heart. Yeah. Okay. And she was very sweet. Okay. And, uh, but she was also very much like date number three. She sat me down and was like, okay, buddy, where's this going? And I was like, uh, uh, this is kind of a lot for me to like, we just started dating and like, I'm kind of one. And she was just like, cause I'm not one foot in one foot out. I'm serious. And I was like, okay, okay. Uh, like it was well, just, I guess then now we're not meeting up. We could have just let this grow organically. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so Gloria, I was dating, I started, and it's like, you know, two, three dates in, I, you're not exclusive with somebody, like whatever, go no. see a bunch of other people. And so I started dating Gloria at the same time, kind of, and Gloria sure. and I, like, I, I sat down with her and I felt like compelled, like, okay, well, I should probably have a conversation about like what I'm doing. So she's aware. Right. And I'm like, well, I just want to let you know that like, I'm kind of seeing somebody else too. And like, and Gloria's like, I don't give a shit. Like, <gasps> and then you were like, oh my God, this girl lets me be me. That's like, uh, so yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, I didn't, I don't think I changed J. Michael in any way. I think I saw what was there and I wanted to show him how great he was like i i feel like sometimes holy shit that's a that's amazing yeah women are definitely mirrors. do you understand like here's the what's nuts about this is like if you if you are a woman listening to this which statistically you're not uh, <laughs> <laughs> we see you vladimir <laughs> vladimir v putin if you if you so much as if you say that to a man who you're dating like, or who you interested in? That's like, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, that's like playing with, that's like a cheat code. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's a difficult process, I think, to, J. Michael didn't have a lot of self-esteem or confidence. Yeah. And so that was really, like, inhibiting him. Sure. And, like, growing and yeah. following his dreams and his passions and writing more and doing all this cool stuff. And it's just a process. And if you're getting into a relationship or you've never been in one, which statistically, yeah, maybe your listeners <laughs> haven't. No. Uh, that's something that you can do for somebody else and they'll do for you. And it's yeah. like this really fucking awesome. Well, you're, but you're trying to, you're trying to appreciate the positive qualities in somebody else. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's very healthy and yeah. not trying to make up for the negative qualities in yourself. And if you are doing that, like this person isn't for you, maybe it's not at this time, maybe yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know. Go work on yourself. Go meditate. Take a yoga class. It's super cool to be alone. I liked being single. Yeah. I haven't been single often, but I've, I liked it. Yeah. I just, I, I think that with this, I know we're still off in like this other territory because uh, <laughs> I didn't, I need, need to finish out this thought about the date. We're just talking uh, about how show. great men are. <laughs> men are just so great. Right? <laughs> it's like, just let us do our thing. They're you know? just amazing. <laughs> just amazing. <laughs> oh man. I think it's weird because I think that just to return to the main topic, I guess mm -hmm. the, the feeling that I have is that I think because a lot of men feel whether or not they accept it, I think they feel deep down that there's a part of them that could be this fucking awful dude. Or has been. Or has been. And, and they not, maybe not known it. Yeah, and not known it. Or they do know it somewhere, but like they don't want to accept it because sure. that's not who how they want to think about themselves. Which is totally understandable. Yeah. It's like a, we need a – Dave Chappelle said in his last special, like we need like a truth and reconciliation committee or something. Yeah. Because I think that most men probably don't – like they probably have it for the men who had to went and became a monster at some point sure. in their life. They probably felt like they giving them the benefit of the doubt. 
they probably felt like they this is what they needed to do because this is what the social situation was asking for them to do. Right. And they probably didn't like it. And if they did like it, right. then they are a monster. And yeah. I don't think that that guy needs to be forgiven anyway. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. I mean, I and so I guess I feel like there's this part of me that it feels like a lot of men don't aren't they don't want to acknowledge that. And that's what's preventing any of this conversation from moving forward. Yeah. Sarah Silverman <laughs> had a really I, I really liked uh, something she said when she talked about Louie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was like, this is my friend and I really don't want to talk about this. But uh, I've said before, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. Mm. And I, that phrase is really stuck with me mm. that if we just like say it out loud and we just acknowledge like you acknowledge the fact that there's this teeny tiny little like primate in you that, you know, could be dangerous. That is just a little testosterone monster. Yeah. Like that's good. That's how you acknowledge it. And that's how you like actively talk to it. And you go like, I'm not you. Yeah. Yeah. You're just this little part of me. Well, you can it, do it with your anxiety. You can do it with your fucking depression. I really, this is so, this is so good, Meredith, because I feel like that that's, as I get older, one of the things I realized, this was a big breakthrough for me some years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through this thing. I haven't talked about this a lot and I haven't talked about it on the podcast yet, but I went through this thing called the mankind project, which is really interesting. And I encourage any listener to go check it out. It's a global uh, organization that what they do is they try to create a modern initiation ritual for men. Now, every culture since time immemorial has had an initiation ritual from boyhood to manhood. Right. Except ours. We don't have one. And part of the reason I think there's this like rise of like man boy culture is because nobody has you know, shepherded this childlike psychology into an adult psychology. So what exactly does that entail? Um, a lot of stuff. It's kind of weird because you're not supposed to talk about it uh, okay. if you go through it because... Oh, it's Fight Club. <laughs> a, a little bit. I mean, it's Fight Club in the sense that part of what makes it a, a, a ritual meaningful is that you you have to be going through it in the moment. You have to be present. Sure. And if you know what's going to happen, it doesn't become meaningful because you can know what's you're getting into does that make sense yeah like um it's it's hard to describe but it's it's supposed to be like but basically i can say that it's like a lot of a lot of things are reflected back to you sure and you're challenged on a lot of the bullshit that you're carrying or stories you're telling yourself that's amazing it was pretty cool and but one of the things hmm. i took away from that was exactly what you just said which was that all these things you you have to have a relationship with them yeah that like you're not gonna your fear of the unknown isn't gonna go away. No. Your anxiety about things in your life isn't gonna go away. Mm-hmm. You just have to have a relationship with it. And some days you wake up and go, okay, today's a bad day for anxiety, and I need yeah. to batten down the hatches the same way that I would do if a storm came in. Yeah. And then I need to eat my favorite food. I need yeah. to be alone and just work through and just be okay with it yep. until it's over. Yeah. And, and then I can great. go back to my regular life. Yeah. It's just levels. You're just managing levels of things, but you have to be able to see them, like mm. put them on your dashboard. Mm. Yeah. And this is maybe on a man's dashboard the same way that a woman's is, you know, fear of men or letting people back into her life or, you know, not having sex that feels very triggering to yeah. her. Yeah. So we're all fucking there. We're all children. Yeah. Just be. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Just be. I mean, like, I think that's important is to be aware, too, because, like, I was walking home from, uh, from yoga what was i walking home from something down sheffield and i was passing normally i come back down the alleyway and Ah. i was walking down that and i and i was about to turn and i saw this woman had just turned and was walking down the alleyway 
and it's at and night. You, you let her. Alone. And I went. I'm just gonna go down the street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you have no idea the feeling of relief when that happens. Yeah. You're just like, oh my god, thank god. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like uh, it's just Jurassic Park out there. Literally. It's just Jurassic Park. Out there. Like I feel like if I see a man and he's kind of walking behind me. I'll pay attention to him, but I'm also like, it's like my eyes split and they go different ways because I'm yeah. assuming he has a partner somewhere oh, just man. like ready to jump me. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, like, that's sad to hear. Well, it's okay. Um, <laughs> what can, so let me, we're going to, we're going to wind up on time sure, here a yeah. little bit, but like. Oh my gosh. What the, I know it flies by because we get into it. This is fun. But what, what do you think? So one of the things that I think is interesting is that we're entering this new period of time in which I think it's clear that the relationship, the socialization of gender and sexuality and as men and women relate to each other sexually and also I think socially because of that Mm -hmm. is changing and there are new, I think rules or boundaries that are being drawn around it or they've already been drawn and now we're just seeing the repercussions of them. But I I guess what I want to ask you is as somebody who, at, at least WGN thought was <laughs> authoritative enough to talk about this. Sure. What do you think? What can? What What do you think men should think about, or what do we? What should we do? And not just men, but I mean, like, what do you think men and women should do in order to have maybe better relationships socially around things like this? Because I just mentioned I didn't walk down the alleyway. I thought that was pretty pedestrian in the sense that, like, yeah, absolutely. But it's those I little. Like, I don't want to have this woman it? worry about you know. Um, I think that it's really important for men especially but women too to surround yourself with the other gender mm. as much as humanly possible you should have a 50 50 split in mm. your life of people that like you genuinely respect mm. and you fucking love them and you understand them and you understand their struggles and you guys can like talk and stuff mm. so that way you you create this like empathy shield on yourself where you're like i can understand this woman on the bus why she doesn't like it when i'm standing with my crotch in her face you know like it's just little and then the pedestrian becomes so much easier Mm. you know like you have somebody in your life that you really respect that person is a woman her name is gloria sure you can see life through her eyes and i think that that really helps everyone grow Mm. and i think that that'll i think that like one of the biggest things so i'm glad to hear you say that because i think that my takeaway uh, as I've again gotten older and gone through a lot of different sort of experiences yeah. has been I feel like just having some sensitivity like like I say good listening skills but I don't just mean like auditory listening skills just being aware of other people mm-hmm. and how especially other people are reacting to you or your presence or the things that you do yeah like I feel like makes such a big difference where like it's maybe I'm right yeah like maybe I'm not gonna go sit right in front of this woman on the bus sure. or like maybe I'm going to, I see some, somebody walk in and it's not just, again, like not just men and women. It feels like I'm just trying to have some kind of awareness of anybody and their level of comfort or discomfort around it's me. Cause or it just turns out public. a lot of people are really uncomfortable a lot and it's usually women and it's usually because of trauma. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it's heavy. I think this is what's so weird about this, like, uh, about this situation is that I think that as, as shitty as it is to recognize that so many of your, heroes are fucking dirtbags <laughs> it sucks guys just say it out loud look and yourself yeah. in a mirror and, and are like say, going down yeah, yeah. uh louis ck's a dickhead yeah and it's he like, said he was yeah, yeah. well and it, what's interesting about that is his apology i think i mm. i can believe that somebody did not just some but a lot of skeezy shit and didn't even feel good about it when they were doing it yeah and later 
apologized and meant it wholeheartedly. Yeah. And I don't think that means like we got to immediately forgive him. But I get the feeling that it's like, you know, again, like guy from a different era probably had some weird trauma shit happen to him himself. One would assume. Yeah. I mean, like it feels to me like there's a a level of, okay, look, we can accept your apology. Still not like what you did. And then I don't know. It feels like maybe the door is open to some kind of new uh, potential. You know what I mean? He could come back and I think probably be a reformed bro. A reformed dude. I think so. Yeah. Um, I think Louis is the type of person that wants to work on himself. He's mm. not somebody that doesn't want to better himself. I think that he has an issue. Um, and I think in acknowledging that, like that day that he issued the apology, I had a guy from college message me and just say, like, I just want you to know, like, I knew what I was doing was shitty. And mm. I'm very fucking sorry for mm. what I put you through. And it was just like, Jesus, I had no idea I needed that. Like, yeah. I had no idea. That I needed an apology from this person that I don't think about. That's so heavy. You know? And it but it felt really, really good. And I was like, thanks. And thank you for your growth and thank you for like acknowledging this little guy inside of you. Yeah, that you did the that the that you You made space for this in your life and I appreciate it. See, that's I feel like that's huge. And like if it just it 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 doesn't have to be maybe even more see like this is what i guess i'm trying to get to is it feels like although all this shit is weird mm-hmm. and uncomfortable and potentially h- harmful uh, f- you know to i don't want to say potentially harmful but that there was so much harm going on yeah and it must it it's it leaves the door open i think for men at least to like have a new space that we can begin to occupy where things are just not so um f- f- you know awful like I yeah. think that most people, unless, most people, I think just want to have positive relationships with other people. Yeah, and that are mutually respectful and are mutually fulfilling. And it feels like we there's a space now opening up where I think that that's possible uh, in a way that it wasn't previously. Sure. At least I mean maybe that's the maybe I'm being naive or something. I but. don't think so. I think this is more like an appendectomy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like something was wrong. We took it out. Healing hurts. It doesn't feel good. You're laid up for a while and then everything starts functioning as it should, you know, like <laughs> pull, just pull this appendix right out. Just fucking get it this, out of there. We're going to name that. Get it out of office. Harvey Weinstein. Yup. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, what do you got up? What do you got to plug? I feel like we should talk. We're like kind of running up on an hour here in the next. Oh, minutes, sure. Um, we didn't even, I didn't even do the, I, sh- I I'm a terrible host because what? I didn't talk at, at all about any of your credits or the things oh, that you do or like, hi, I'm just a woman. You can listen to me. Like, <laughs> it's fine. I also do other Meredith stuff. Meredith Gagel, comma woman. <laughs> oh, I love that. I gotta get new business cards. This is, that's actually great. That's really funny. <laughs> you should do, your comedy special should just be called that. Oh my God. Yeah. If I ever, I just start caring about my art. <laughs> I just pitched another. Uh, I did the Fringe this past year, and I oh, called. Right. I called my comedy show Brendan Lemon, Prophet of Doom, and that's which, really good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. And uh, this next one, I'm calling Brendan Lemon Super Genius. <laughs> that's very funny. I like that. It's so it's so it's ridiculous. good. <laughs> I say go with it. Oh, uh, but yeah, if anyone wants to come to Chicago Underground Comedy. 
It's every Tuesday at the Beat Kitchen. Well, at you guys do. Let's talk about this for a second. You mm. guys do a lot of charity through. Do that. a lot of charity. Talk about that because how, when did that even start? Because it has it been part of the Chicago Underground Comedy? No, since the that started when I became executive producer. Oh it's, shit! Oh shit! A woman's in charge. Oh, um, better start caring about the public. It's just that we have like this awesome platform. I have all these connections. Like, why wouldn't I raise yeah, fifteen thousand dollars this year for the ACLU and Planned Parenthood? That's, I fucking can. It's uh, that is so cool, especially in you know. Is it that hard? like no it's not yeah. i put on a show i say it's for planned parenthood if you come i find someone to match my donations boom done so how do you so you find people to match your donations as yeah. well yeah so who do you uh, chicago local businesses chicago or? well they're not i mean they are i can't i can't say the name of the company but they're a very big search engine got it yeah um could we maybe google them we could we could absolutely do that <laughs> okay got it um so ask jeeves but i have friends that work uh in different places sure. you know if, if you work in a bigger company normally they give you like a little bit of a stipend or the, like you know we had one for um the international uh relief rescue rescue mm. uh committee and that's for you know any sort of like immigrant who's in trouble and a company that you know had immigrant like parents 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 parents? is the word i used no (laughs) immigrant fucking leaders immigrant (laughs) leaders in the company jesus christ immigrant captains there we go captains captains of immigration the doctors of the company (laughs) doctors of the. you can tell that i uh, in no way deal with businesses at all (laughs) i'm just on my own uh yeah but it's stuff like that so that's been awesome so it's been fifteen thousand dollars this year i want to do 20 20 grand in 2018 that's fucking awesome yeah uh if you need any help with getting connections for business people in chicago i I should we should talk because i'm involved with some of the business community um it's just i think that's so cool like i think i've thought about this before i wanted to do a comedy show uh and do uh homeless veterans uh for charity I just really have a, a lot of um, I a guy. Um, this is something I haven't talked about too much, but um, I had a guy I, a, who I knew through comedy in sure. Colorado when I lived there was a homeless veteran, and I knew him and I didn't know that he was a homeless veteran until one night he was like, "I this is gonna be awkward, but I need a place to stay." Right, and um, just wasn't something I had ever been aware of until. That's when you look at the saying. rates, it's fucking terrible how many veterans come back and can't. Yeah, you but know. fucking support our troops, blah, blah, blah. It's honestly, it's so, it's. So goddamn hypocritical. It really is. And um, it's weird because uh, I find it, um, it's a hard, here's why it's a hard problem. Because uh, the people who say things like support our troops um, feel that they have the moral high ground. Yeah. And none of them are doing anything to actually support anybody. Not none of them. Let me take that back. There's a lot of them who who actually do. And um, but have any of them opened their house to someone who literally doesn't have a place to stay? Has any of them. But then what's weird about it is it's like, well, how do you also help these people? Because it's like you have a whole life and some of these guys have serious you know ptsd and and and, uh, and you issues. know maybe like addiction issues maybe it's something you're not comfortable bringing into your home exactly maybe you're not comfortable having that around your kid yeah i understand that give money great funny subject to end the podcast uh on. spend some time with them <laughs> go yeah. to like the va center fucking yeah, hang go, out don't you know what i mean like it doesn't time is the only real currency in your life yeah so spend it on things that matter man that's so heavy because i think that there are 
there are so many people in this country who do have nothing. I was up in northern Wisconsin recently. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Are you? Is that where you're from? No, I'm from Plainfield, but my my parents and my brother all live in Wisconsin. Oh, where? Uh, my parents live all the way on the west side in a little tiny town called Bagley, 75 mm. people. And then my brother lives in Sheboygan. Oh, got Hopefully it. vacation and, you know, yeah. the, the boundary waters. I was in lacrosse and then I went <gasps> I up to... Lacrosse. It's cool. I had a, one of the best comedy shows I've ever had in lacrosse. Oh, it was really? awesome. That's nice. And then uh, I went up to Fifield, Wisconsin near Park Falls. It's like right up by Menominee in the Michigan border. What's up, Menominee? Yeah, it's like, wait. Oh, my God. It was, <laughs> I was like, we are so far north right now. It's spooky in like that... Like that the roads look different. It's weird. Like, yeah, everything's just laid out differently. Yeah, and the people kind of relate to it. It's like going back in time. It, it really is. And like the people, I talked about it on the podcast a little bit, but I went there and I did this comedy this, this comedy show that was really rough. It was like everybody in the show was older than 55. Okay. Except one person who was like the 23-year-old waitress. <laughs> okay. And I was like, what do people in Fifield do doing, for fun? I've done this this show before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Every com- I feel like every comedian, uh, it's a moment where yeah. you're just like, okay, here we are. Like, I got to make the best of this. Hello. So I I, uh, <laughs> so I asked the waitress, I'm like, what do people, what do young people in Fifield do for fun? And she kind of gave me this weird look and was like, smoke meth. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> this is what she said right out right out of the gate oh no i know i was like whoa that's so sad yeah because it's like they don't have anything but time there's nothing no one moves to fifield wisconsin they're just there yeah they're just there they just exist there it's like a weird fucking blip on the twilight and they don't have anything it's like i can't even because i talked with her about it she's like i don't smoke meth and she was joking but she's like i don't smoke meth but for real that's what people do around here (gasps) she's like they do uh you know opiates and they smoke meth because there's nothing to do. And, and it gives them a feeling. Yeah. And there's they have nothing but time up there. Yeah. That's the thing that's so... So it's like... It's it's real. It's like you have... Time is the currency of life. You have nothing but it. So maybe break off a little bit and try to do something nice for, for somebody, somebody else. somebody else. And, you know, if you're a guy, fucking acknowledge that maybe there's a... That you're a wolf. You got some wolf-like characteristics. It's totally fine. It's okay. If yeah. you acknowledge it, then you can deal with it. Yeah. Just go it's find a she-wolf. Yeah. Don't There's don't try to. F- Sorry, <laughs> I actually really like that I song. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> I love Shakira. <laughs> she's so tiny. She's so tiny, and she sounds so stupid when she <laughs> sings. But like, I Just love like her. Kermit the Frog. Yeah, Shakira, uh, Shakira. I'm very into her. I'm sorry I did that to all of your listeners. Oh my god, all eight of them. Vladimir <laughs> D. Putin will probably love it. All love right. you, Vlad. Well, thank you so much, Meredith Cajun, for being on the podcast. Uh, Where can somebody follow you, find out about your stuff? Uh, Always MeredithKetchell.com or friend me on Facebook. Nice. Uh, Meredith also, I should say, is not just the uh, the the executive producer of the sh- of Chicago Underground Comedy, mm-hmm. uh, but she also is a very talented artist oh, and uh, and built my website. And we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff on his website. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys need a website, MeredithKetchell.com, <laughs> go check her out. Check out her art. Uh, if you are looking for something to donate to, you could get a hold of her as well. Yep. Uh, because it's really cool actually to see how many people have turned out over the last year. To, I mean, 15K is... is It's not small beans. Yeah. It's yeah. make a difference money. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Meredith. No problem. Thanks for having Take me. Take care. Take it easy, guys. Meanwhile, the madness continues. <laughs>